These guys keep asking me what I do and they know what I talk about. They know what it is. J-House Podcast Radio. Everybody attitude ain't natural But you ain't the same This ain't kumbaya But you got hurt cause you did kumbaya You gave him 20 million without blinking He gave you 20 minutes on stage Fuck was he thinking Fuck wrong with everybody is what you saying But if everybody's crazy You're the one that's insane Crazy how life works Yo, yo, what's up? Just chilling my brother Chilling, what's up with you? Chilling, man, relaxing, settling in, hyped for this 196 episode, I believe, or 197. Is it Bro, that many? Yeah, man, we've we've done over two, almost 200 episodes, and it'll be that probably by next week. We got to Mo- sit down and think of something for a 200th episode, because that's huge. That is huge. It's episode 196. It's episode 196. 196. Yeah, Okay. Yeah, that's huge, bro. A lot of time spent, a lot of hours we put into this, bro. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. I'm in a lot better mood for this podcast than I was for the last one. Yeah. But that podcast, that podcast, by the way, I didn't even publish it. The Giannis podcast we did for 195 and the SEC talk, that was our episode discussion i didn't even just to get rid of that negative energy i didn't even publish that one. i didn't even put that out oh thank god man because that that was i don't think anyone needs to hear that conversation no one like it was just so depressing but we don't even have to get into that because basically all people need to know from that podcast i'll sum it up in one minute we're not talking about warner brothers until you know because we have spent so much time on this pod from the going back three years going going back and forth of this whole what can warner brothers do to fix it can the dcu rebound after this project that project snyder cut air cut yada 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 and finally you and i just both reached the the point where we're like look we we ain't changing nothing and yeah. there's been so much we've passed up the ability to talk about because we've spent too much time whining and bitching about what's going on at Warner Brothers. You know, right. we just, like I, I think I listed out, is like we, we never talked about WandaVision past episode like three. We never talked about, um, actually, I think we did talk about all of WandaVision. We did do that. But we never talked about Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We never talked about Loki. And this will be our first one to do anything with Black Widow. All because we haven't been able to get past the atrocity that's going on over at WB. But that's the last thing I'm saying about Warner Brothers. On to greener pastures over at Disney. Now our first Marvel uh, podcast in a while, Strictly Marvel, man, I gotta tell you, you would think we would have something positive to report, but we got some breaking news i sent you earlier i'm gonna kick this off and we gotta get your thoughts on this man let's Uh, get it for anybody that doesn't know scarlett johansson has filed a lawsuit against disney over claimed breach of contract i'm gonna read this uh directly from uh i think this is her agent that uh yeah the official uh, plaintiff statement. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is the official statement from the people representing Scarlet. Because I want to make sure when we talk about lawsuits, we talk about serious things, we want to make sure we get the right information out and then yeah. give our thoughts on it. Because one thing I hate with the media now is the way it puts words in other people's mouth. I'm not putting anything in anyone's mouth. All right. You know, <laughs> so weird to phrase it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god that'd be the perfect time for a that's what she said pun jesus that, that really that really um, so here's a statement so like i said they're suing over breach of contract the exact claim to maximize these receipts and thereby protect their financial interests 
Miss Johansson extracted a promise from Marvel that the release of the picture would be a theatrical release. The suit claimed, as Miss Johansson, Disney, Marvel, and most everyone else in Hollywood knows, a theatrical release is a release that is exclusive to movie theaters. Disney was well aware of this promise, but nonetheless directed Marvel to violate its pledge and instead released the picture on the Disney Plus streaming service the very same day that it was released in movie theaters. So this whole thing is over the fact that Disney released Black Widow on Disney Plus and theaters the same day. Right. And she was promised by Disney, according to this suit, that she was told it would be a theatrical release, which people interpret to mean movie theaters only. Well, Disney uh, has released uh, a counter statement to this. Yeah. Disney's response was, there is no merit whatsoever to this fling. The suit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract, and furthermore, this is where it gets interesting. The release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. So, the two sides of this story is, from Scarlett's side, she's over here saying, I was told this film will be theatrical release only, and that didn't happen. And Scarlett clearly feels like she got cheated out of a lot of money and that her contract was breached on. Disney's stance seems to be, Scarlett, that was then. That was when, when I promised you that, that was then. Times, yeah. have, times have changed in the most drastic of fashion. And not only that, Scarlett, we're giving you money off of people because see disney's not like hbo max on hbo max if you just have the subscription to hbo max you, you can watch, yeah you can watch the, the the same day releases at no additional charge disney's right. charging like 30 bucks a pop for this so right now i don't know i, I i'm gonna assume it's like once you I, i've never bought premiere access so i don't know if you can only watch it once or how many times you can watch it but that's still 30 dollars yeah. So you're making some money there. So right. Eric, in, in in your mind, where are you on this? Do, do you stand more with Scarlet with the whole look? You told me theatrical release only. You didn't say nothing about this, and I'm losing money that I could be making because you guys chose to do this. You didn't consult. Remember, Christopher Nolan was pissed off about the same thing. And that's why yeah. he left Warner Brothers. He right. got pissed off because he wasn't consulted about it. And once they told him they were doing same-day releases, he said practically, to hell with all that, I'm a bounce. Yeah. So Nolan wasn't a fan of it. Scarlet's not a fan of it. But Disney side, you know, are you riding with Disney saying, Scarlet, look, that was then, this is now. And, you know, we, we're still doing the premiere access. So... Are you yeah, team, yeah. Uh, you know, are you leaning Scarlet, leaning Disney? Where are you at with this? I am leaning towards Disney with this. I'm with Disney. Here's why. Because number one, just a few weeks ago or a month or, or a month or two ago, I believe it was last month, Scarlett Johansson was just making her plea that women did not get paid enough as actresses in Hollywood, you know? She was just making, and that's a that's a that, that's a valid plea. That's fair. Okay, that's a fair cause to fight for, for pay equity in Hollywood. But as you know, in Hollywood too, it's about who makes the most money, who's going to sell them. Like I looked up how much Dwayne Johnson makes. Dwayne is the the most profitable movie star in Hollywood right now. I'm talking about just got off the set of Shazam of a uh, Black Adam then went right on press tour for Jungle Cruise and then went back to Disney in order to do a Terramana tequila promotion. And then the, the man's just unstoppable. He makes about 20 million per movie. Um, Scarlett makes 10. 
So and that's just for example. So she was fight already having an issue with pay equity in in Hollywood to begin with. Now, you know, for for people who don't make 10 million per movie, everyone's, of course, going to look like, well, you make more money than most people make in their lifetime and blah, blah, blah. You know, but there's a lot that goes with that. People you have to pay. Well, Eric, I, I hate to cut you off, but. Let me ask you this, because you keep saying, and I'm not about to turn this into like a political thing. Yeah. But, but you know, you, you say that, and, and I understand that the need for like equal pay, but when it comes to Hollywood, that's the one area where this doesn't make sense to me because you even said it. You said Hollywood is a game of if you put butts in seats. Like, right. do I, like, like I'm going to be honest. Dwayne Johnson, he makes all this money, but dude, I could probably name 10 actors off the top of my head who are better actors than he is. Than he is, right. I probably could. I you mean, could. You I definitely mean, could. DDL, Walking Phoenix, you know, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Yeah. But he makes more than all them combined. Right. It's about because, selling. Because he sells tickets. So my thing is, is like Scarlet. I feel like Scarlett would have a point if Scarlett if Scarlett Johansson movies were pulling in the same as Dwayne Johnson movies were, and she was getting paid ten million while he gets paid twenty million. Okay, we got a problem. We got right. a problem. That's messed up. But I mean, if your movie doesn't make like Dwayne Johnson's a walking guaranteed three hundred million dollars, guaranteed. Guarantee it don't matter. I mean, it, it could be any kind of movie. If Dwayne Johnson's in it, your movie's pulling in three hundred mil. Yeah. Can you say the same thing about Scarlett Johansson? Oh, as much I, as as much as we may love, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I don't want. You, I wouldn't turn it into that. I was just pointing that out because it's going to tie into the point later. So yeah, and I I totally agree with that. It is a no. It is it's a it's a game of selling tickets. It's about who's going to bring it in the most, regardless of gender or age or whoever it's about who's going to bring it in the most and yeah a Dwayne Johnson is a walk-in your movie's going to make at least 300 mil or more you know what I'm saying it's going to get up there because it's Dwayne Johnson you know but with and so so yeah to that point Scarlett Scarlett's already been advocating for this and that's okay if that's what she wants to fight fight about but that you know you know the game of Hollywood to get to your question about being on Disney's side in this, she all based on that argument of her already complaining about pay, it is my personal opinion that she already knew about this. She already knew how Corona had affected the whole world and about how it's, it has changed the movie industry. AMC tanked almost, went bottoms up, because of the same day, same theater release, the move by HBO Max, the move by Disney Plus, you know what I'm saying? So the the theater landscape was already changing, and the way act the way uh, actors uh, contracts are set up as well is that a lot of their pay too comes from how successful the movie is with box office too. So if the the movie's a box office hit and it brings in billions or however much the actors get paid off that as well um so i mean her belief is that you know she was promised that it would be a strictly theatrical release but you can't dictate that to a pandemic within which if you're watching the news already um the numbers and the surges are already spiking back up covid numbers are popping back up they're reinforcing mass mandates because not everyone is vaccinated. Uh, people son are... Bitch, oh, yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah, people are split over whether to get the vaccine or not. Vaccine rates aren't where they need to be. Even people who have been vaccinated are still catching COVID and they're having to do a, a boot. So it's, it's totally gotten messy all over again. And no one could have predicted that. No one could have predicted that. So as that happens... As things happen, you have to uh, evolve. So what do you think movie studios are going to do? Are they not going to have the movie come out? No, they're going to get it out any way they can. 
movie theater, streaming, or both. And for the most part, and look, like I said, my beef with WB is strictly with everything they do DC. I'm not going to be mad at them over the same day, same theater release, because it has been very convenient. I was able to watch Space Jam on HBO Max, Justice League on HBO Max. You know what I'm saying? And not have to go to the theaters if I could not make it to a theater. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying streaming's better than theater. I'm not saying none of that. It has been convenient and very awesome, though. I will say that. But, you know, the 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 time the, the landscape has changed. So what did she think Disney was going to do? And I'm failing to understand how it's your movie and you didn't know that this film could possibly go to eight, uh, Disney Plus as well. And now you're mad about it. And I'm like, come on now. Come on now. Like, I'm not buying it. So I'm, I'm totally siding with Disney on this, in my opinion. Because, and, and now maybe this will, because I talked to Tessa about it and she brought up the point. Well, maybe this would open up conversation about if the, if companies start doing theater and streaming release, they could, uh, they could uh, open up a door to kind of restructure things for actors so that that way, if it does go to streaming and theater, they get profits off that too. If they are, if they're not, that is. So I'm like, okay, that, that will be the only positive that could come out of this. But filing a lawsuit when you technically already knew about this, you knew the pandemic was going on and you knew how that was going to affect theaters. This wasn't, this ain't 2018, you know what I'm saying? This ain't 2019, you know, where we were out in droves to see, you know, Endgame and Infinity War and Black Panther and Star Wars and all the other great movies that came, that's, that came up. We're pre-COVID. It's not pre-COVID anymore. We're in a different time now. So I believe she knew that risk. And, you know, let me see. I would even go so far as to say is, Black Widow is not doing the best at the weekend box office. If we're talking from a numbers perspective, we can talk about what we think about the movie all day. To my point, I have not finished the movie yet, which tells you everything. It's just not that interest interesting to me. But um, according to the headlines, the box office is not that good. It came in third uh next to snake eyes being second and i forgot what was first in the weekend box office but the movie is uh is not doing as well as it as it should have been and no one can blame covid because of that i'm sorry no one can blame covid well no did you have more to say oh um before i pass it off to you um yeah, the, the the box office results were, you know, and this was before the COVID surge came back up. Right. People, and now they're just thinking Disney Plus streaming, you know, ruined it. You know, but no, the movie <laughs> just not, I, I don't, in my opinion, it hasn't, people are saying that it hasn't been that good to them. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. She knew. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to see right here. I'm trying to look up and see how much money they've made off of Disney Plus. Hold on. Hmm. Uh, I can't really find it. Um, I can't. Dang it. Here, here's my thing with the whole situation, though. Eric, you know how I am. 99 times out of 100, I'd side with the actor. Mm. Um, but this is that one. Th th this is that one time where I feel like I can see where Scarlett's coming from. Because I'm yeah. going to give her credit. She and everybody that has been associated with this film, they've been through a lot. Yeah. And I... I mean, this film has gone through more shit through the production than any film I've ever heard of, except maybe Justice League. Because you yeah. think about it, dude, filming for this movie started in May of 2019. 
Yeah. And went through to October. It was mm-hmm. supposed to come out in May of last year. Yep. May became November, and then November became July of this year. So two years. I, yeah, pretty much two years. This film, and so I feel like that kind of. I feel like there's a number of things that have contributed to Black Widow, quote unquote, bombing. Which yeah. I can't. I can't really speak to if it did. I don't necessarily consider it a a, a, a huge flop. Um, oh, here it is. It said it's racked up nearly a hundred million dollars in rentals in three weeks. Hmm. So what's a hundred million divided by thirty? I am. I ain't about to do no math right now. I'm not in class. <laughs> I'll tell you. So that's about three mil, uh, three point three million buys. Mm. Three point three million buys. I mean, you multiply that by, I mean, let's say the average ticket price is, you know, you got ten bucks a ticket. We'll say ten bucks because some are lower than that. Yeah. I mean, Matt, I mean, can you Google average movie ticket price? Hold on. Yeah, Just you can. The average movie ticket price is. Nine dollars. Yep. I'm gonna multiply this by nine dollars. Nine. That's thirty million. So if those same three point three million people that bought it went to theaters, that's only thirty million dollars in revenue. Now, granted, I know people are saying, "Well, that's not a fair variable because." I guess Disney Plus, if you buy it, you can watch it more than once, whereas at the theater, you have to pay each time. Each time. And everybody has to pay. Like, you can't, like, you know, with, like, a Black Widow streaming, if you got a big house, one person can spend 30 bucks, and you invite, you know... Uh, uh, yeah. So, but, you know, let's look at the numbers we have. So, we have $300 million in streaming... Yeah. Yeah, and then what? What? What's Black Widow done at the box office? Two hundred and sixty-four million worldwide. Two two sixty-four. Yep. Well, this right here says three nineteen. Oh, it might. That was July eighteenth. That was a July eighteenth. So about two weeks. So yeah, that's right. That's correct. So we'll say by three hundred. That's six hundred nineteen million dollars. Yeah. Six. We'll say six hundred nineteen million dollars in total profit. I'm just going to ask the question. Do we really think Black Widow would have done much more than $639 million, even if it was just a a strict theater release? No. And here's why. Here's why. In a very Stephen A-like tongue. Number one, this movie... And and it's not bad. I'm not complaining that the movie came out late. I even before the pandemic, I think this movie was long overdue because Scarlett Johansson's been with the MCU since its beginning. You know what I'm saying? She should have been had and maybe that wasn't in the plans. I understand that. That's fine. But if we're talking about a character who deserved a solo movie who was already should have been one of the first in line, then yeah. Okay, I think Black Widow definitely fits in that category. Maybe even a Disney Plus show. I would have settled for that. But um, no, I mean, her story was Black Widow as a character, number one, we didn't already cried and weeped over her because she sacrificed herself in Endgame. So that was your end right there. Like, we... You know what I'm saying? So once we cried about that, people pretty much... I mean, people still love black widow but as far as her mcu you know what i'm saying presence it's done you know what i'm saying so like the story that they were telling i mean it was a good story but it's already late if that makes sense you know from a story perspective oh, yeah, I, I, you know that th- that is a very fair point that i didn't even think about i didn't even think about that not only that but think about this as well um we're already, and I, I tweeted this today because the her plaintiff statement also said Disney knew about this. They promised me this. 
uh, they knew that when they were going to drop the movie, the theater market would have been weak, which is not true because it came out before the COVID surge. Um, And people were just now getting back. Say that again. Let me see. Let me let me let me show you. Let me pull it up. The official statement. Plaintiff. Let me see. But how did you word it, though? I'm trying to see. I'm trying to pull it up word for word. Like to the best of your memory, what did it say? And just yeah. just, just just put the disclaimer. Okay, well, you got it. Uh, I think I do. I hope I do. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, it was said that Disney promised her a theatrical release, and they knew that at the time of the release, the theater market would be weak, and that they could have pushed the movie back a few months to wait for it to recover to have a better outcome. That is what she was saying, and that's what the plaintiff statement says. So, I'm like, first of all, that can't be done because, number one, they released it at a time when we all thought collectively that the market was recovering. We were all getting back out there. I was getting back in the theater myself. You know what I'm saying? We all thought that it had recovered. And then the surge just happened this week. So now everything's going back up. So that's not true. And number two, pushing the movie back a few months into 2021 also would not have done it any good because Kevin Feige has already set phase four in motion. Evan, we are three Disney Plus shows deep with a fourth one in Hawkeye on the way, set premiere in November, with Black Widow out, also with Moon Knight in production, Miss Marvel in production, Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness on the way, and No Way Home locked and sealed up and getting ready for a trailer once the res- once minor reshoots are done. So we're already knee deep into phase four of the Marvel multiverse, as I'm calling it now, as everyone's calling it. There ain't no room. There's no room to fit a Black Widow story into it, into all of that. It's not going to work. So postponing it a few months would not have done anything. And everything that's done at Marvel, as we know, under Kevin Feige is carefully planned and precise, pre-planned, already predestinated down to the finest detail, including when the movie's going to drop, the post-credit. All that is preordained. That's always been the pattern for the past 10 years. So there will be no MCU movie that's getting pushed back months If one thing has to stop, all of it stops because the MCU is a set plan in motion. So, no, a Black Widow movie a few months ahead when No Way Home just dropped a trailer and Shang-Chi is coming out. That's no, it it does no good. So that whole statement right there. No, not it. No, it wouldn't have made a difference. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it would have made a little bit more money last year had covid not happened maybe so but other than that from a character perspective no it i don't think it would have made a difference and pushing it back a few months i mean a few months wouldn't have made a difference either marvel's already moved on and we're down they're down the road on that well dude i got a tear to go on now because i got some solid reasons that hit me i wrote them down Mm -hmm. while while you were talking about that I can say definitively, I have a couple reasons here. Here are reasons why I can definitively say Black Widow would not have been a member of the Marvel Billion Dollar Club. Because I guess that's the logic of this movie would have made so much more money. Yeah, that's You look at the other solo Billion Dollar Marvel films. We're not talking about the Avengers. Because obviously those films are going to make a billion come hell or high water. It's the Avengers. It's everybody. It's everybody. The, uh, there were only three solo films in the MCU to make a billion dollars. Iron mm-hmm. Man 3, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel. Now let's look at each of those films. Iron Man 3, why might it make a billion dollars? 
Well, if I'm correct, didn't Iron Man 3 come out after Age of Ultron? Yeah, no, no, it was after the first Avengers. It was the first follow-up to the first Avengers. Yeah. Well, then that makes perfect sense why it would make a billion. And I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's the already, last Iron Man movie. So yeah, you've already got Iron Man one or one and two out. Robert Downey Jr. at that point was already pretty well established as the face of the franchise, along with Evans and Hemsworth. But right. you know, I, Iron Man being the comedic relief in a lot of ways that he was, and being the most, I guess, sort of entertaining character in the franchise. Yes, yeah. there was a lot of hype around Iron Man three, a lot of built up hype, and at that point. It was really that first Avengers movie that made the MCU a, a force. That's when people started looking at it and going, damn, okay, yeah. this is this is big time. So for Iron Man 3 to follow that up, of course, Iron Man 3 came out at the ascendance of the MCU. All right, yeah. now, let's, now let's go to Black Panther. I really don't think I have to explain why that film made so much money. I mean, it was, yeah. a, pheno it was a phenomenal film. It yeah. was like, really phenomenal. Like, I was absolutely shocked at how good it was. Like, I expected it to be good, but I wasn't ready for Michael B. Jordan to go off like that. I wasn't ready right. for it. First of its um, kind of a movie it, like exactly. that. Exactly. And we had already seen T'Challa in Civil War. And we saw how awesome he was. So when that guy got a movie, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. When he, God, man, that's so horrible. But... Yeah. When we saw him in that, we were like, damn, this is a badass character. We love him. And yeah. then, you know, you have Black Panther, first movie with before the Blade fans get pissed off. All right. Not many people know that he is technically superhero. superhero. I have to right. was the first black superhero to get his own movie. Because yeah. every time I do that, I've got somebody throwing a beer bottle at my head screaming. But Blade. Okay. But and, and and also that I'm sorry. People need to understand. Blade did not. Blade. I'm, you can say it did. I think. But Blade did not open the door for more black mainstream superheroes to come to the stage. Blade opened the door for mar for superhero movies, specifically Marvel in general, to dominate the early 2000s. Once Blade came out. Everybody came out the woodworks. Without Blade, we wouldn't have the Raimi trilogy or Punisher, any of those early 2000s dominant Marvel movies that came out. Blade is credited for that. Yeah. Black Panther is credited for bringing black superheroes to the forefront. Not only that, but the political climate at the time of the film also affected that, too. Oh, so yeah. people oh, needed yeah. to have a distinction right there. They need to know the difference. Yeah. But go Oh, exactly. And then there was the whole hype around, okay, black people are going to have their own, you know, African-Americans are going to have their own superhero now. Like, yeah. so that was a big deal. Like, you know me, deal. I'm, you know, I think that's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, to me, it makes sense why that film grossed a billion dollars. The hype around it was unfreaking believable. So makes sense, you know, first, you know, Af uh, first black character in the MCU to have his own movie. That was huge. So it got a billion. And then the yeah. third film, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel came out after Infinity War had just made $2 billion. Yeah. So, I mean, it really didn't matter. And it was the only MCU film project that got released, to my knowledge. In yeah, I know it was. In between yeah. Infinity War and Endgame. That's the only one that came out in between those two. You had, I mean, the the, the, the hunger for the MCU was so strong yeah, after so Infinity big. War. Right. Because we had just saw the Avengers lose. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the Game of Thrones fans after season five. Well, the right. one that ends with Jon Snow getting stabbed. Dude, right. people wanted season six in the worst possible way. It's like, yo, does Jon Snow freaking live? We right. got it. We gotta know. Exactly. And it's this and it's the same way with this. People are like, yo, are the Avengers gonna live? And this was the first film to be like, yo, we're gonna have MCU story in between the two. Right. And it was also the first MCU film that had a it was the first solo woman 
movie for the yeah. MCU. So again, you know, that big deal behind it. Yeah. When it comes to Black Widow, I don't think the film would have been a huge success unless it would have been released around the time Civil War came out because then that's kind of around the time where that movie set. Right. So it's that's- like, you know, you you continue the story. Yeah. Uh, because I it, it, like you said, a perfect point. This is a character that we saw die. Yeah. Like we watched like it, it's like a prequel. You know, I talk to you all the time. I'm not a big fan of prequels. Why? Cuz I know how it's going to end. Like I right. already know the ending. You know, you you know which characters are going to live and to me that really takes a lot out of it. Like right. I went into Black Widow knowing there is a zero percent chance that Black Widow's gonna lose. There's a zero percent chance she's gonna die in this film. I already watched her die, so that removes a crap ton of suspense for it for me. Um, so and, and also those other three movies, they really fit well with when they were released. Yeah, yeah. with Captain Marvel, they kind of went back in time. But Infinity War set it up perfectly with that post-credit scene with Nick Fury sending out the distress signal. Right. It was like everything on the way. It, yeah, it led towards okay, we're gonna have a Captain Marvel movie. Like they set the hype up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, it was immediately connected. This film, albeit due to being delayed twice, is coming out in my opinion, way too late. And it's kind of like what's happened uh, with the video game Cyberpunk. I don't know if you kept up with that. I did. I Cyber, did. For anybody who's not a gamer, Cyberpunk is this game that was supposed to be like the quintessential biggest release of 2021 or 2020 whenever it came out. Not even close. You know, it's going to be huge. But that game got delayed so many freaking times that by uh, that many people lost interest. Like, we didn't there, care. Com- like there, there comes a point where you can only delay something so much, and then it goes from okay, now I'm even more hyped. I'm gonna get excited all over again. To look, you guys keep delaying it. I was excited, but you know I'm at the point now. You're you're, you're killing me. Right. You're killing me. Had a lot to do with people. You know this movie not doing as good as many think it could have done. I mean, personally, I'm looking at it $619 million. I mean, damn, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Right. Solo movies, I mean, I just told you, even in the MCU, there's only three uh, three characters to have a billion-dollar movies, you know? One of them being the face of the franchise. So it makes perfect sense. So for me... I don't think I think delaying this movie would have hurt the ratings even more. I really do. I think if you would have delayed this movie again, I think you would have seen even less people care. Yeah. I really believe that. And as you said, this film came out at the same time you're releasing all these other shows on Disney Plus and right. these shows are actually adding to the MCU. Loki right. was setting stuff up, you know. Winter so a uh, cap, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier followed up with uh, Bucky and Sam after uh, friggin' Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. I can't believe really I forgot the name of the movie. Um, <laughs> and you know, and even WandaVision, even though it came out before all those, you know, okay, we're following up with Wanda after what happened with her, you know. Yeah. So you're continuing the story. Setting so, up, yeah. yeah, you're setting up more. You know, you're everybody, a, a shit ton of people watch these because they're thinking, okay, how does this connect to the MCU? What's this film going to lead to? What's that show going to lead to? What's it going to do? Right. With Black, with Black Widow, we already knew. We already know. I mean, yeah. The I mean, the, the end credit scene was the only part of that movie that really had anything to do with moving the MCU forward. And if you wanted to know the end credit scene, you can look that up. Yeah. Uh, you know, you haven't seen... Do you know the end credit scene? I haven't even finished the movie. The movie, uh, had I've had no interest in finishing the movie. 
Damn. I mean, I thought it was solid. I was able to finish it when I saw it. I thought it was, like, overall, I think the rating I gave it, before I say this, people need to, I'm going to repeat my review system on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 to 2, horrible, can't say anything good about never watching it again. Yeah. Three, three and four movies, movies that were still bad, but there is a chance I may go back and rewatch them one day, and maybe they can work their way up. Yeah. Uh, a five is average. A movie I rate a five, I'm like, it was, it was I right. Nothing really to talk about. Average movie. It was exactly what I expected. Sixes and sevens, really good movies. Really good movies. Eight and nine, great movies. Ten, best movie I've ever seen. One of them. Not many films get tens for me. With Black Widow, I gave it, I think, a six point five. Yeah, I think that's what I said, six point five. So I mean, I think it was a good movie. I think Scarlet's awesome. I think her sister, I forget her name, in the movie really made the movie. I thought she was great comic relief. Well, everyone's loving her, Yelena. Everyone's yeah, she's, loving her. Oh, she's hilarious. She she is yeah. definitely the highlight of that movie. But, I mean, overall, my, my whole – I said all that to say this. I don't think this film was ever going to be a huge smash hit because of all the reasons I just listed. Because, you know, yeah. I mean, you're, you're making a film about a character that's already dead. Already gone. Like, we already know their story. Like, had this film come out after Civil War and it ties into everything, okay, I think it – I think then that's when that film would have made the most money. Right. And then there's also the conversation to be had about, you know, as much as we may love Black Widow, she is a side character. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Let, let's be honest here. I'm not saying anything negative about her. She's an amazing character. But Black Widow, at no point in the entire Avengers trilogy, has the movie ever been centered around her. It's all yeah. the big three. Cap, Tony, and Iron Man. That's been yeah. like, and everybody else is, you know, just kind of there. You know, those were the three that started it, and it's always been focused around them. So much so, so that you can get her own show. Oh, it, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, but, and then I, I you know, and, and with DC, it'd be like making a, I'm trying to think. It'd be like making a Robin movie. I think I think a Robin movie, like a, a Dick Grayson, Tim Drake movie, either or, I think that that movie would be very good. I think it would do very well. Is it going to make as much money as Batman? Fuck no. No. Absolutely not. Why? Because Robin is a side character. We love yeah. him, you know, but, I mean, it's kind of the same reason why Better Call Saul... Never had the ratings that Breaking Bad did. Right. You know, Better Call Saul's a great show, and Saul Goodman is a phenomenal, well-written character, but he wasn't the star of Breaking Bad. He wasn't Walter White. He wasn't Jesse Pinkman, but he was my favorite character in the show. And he and got so, his own show because of that, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying that with Black Widow, that's what she is. She's a Saul Goodman She's a Robin. She got her own movie. Yeah. And and I I don't think it was ever going to be like what Captain Marvel, Black Widow, and Iron Man 3 were at the box office. Now, right. could it have made $800 million? Maybe. Had it been released back at a time where the it would have really contributed. Um, yeah. And like I said, I really think that the, the other shows playing at the same time hurt it. Because, you know, yeah. people are thinking, people might be like, well, why not? Why would people not go see both? Well, my guess would be they're watching Loki. Like, yeah. okay, okay, you know, how's this setting up everything? And at some yeah. point, you might just become marveled out. Well, I would, I would, well, yeah. Actually, yeah, you're right. Marveled out is, yeah, that's the exact term. If people, all you got to do, people, is go read Twitter. Go read the Facebook uh, groups. Go read 
the comments, get engaged and see where everyone's mindset is. Everyone's mindset right now is focusing on what the heck we're about to see now that uh, Loki has opened up the multiverse, now that the multiverse is open. Everyone's mind is on, you know what I'm saying, figuring out what alternate realities we're going to see, how Peter Parker is going to figure out what to do with all the different things he's got to do now that the multiverse is being opened. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going to happen in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. You know, no one's focusing on a dead character right now. No, like, if if you're not contributing, like, of course people are going to watch the Hawkeye series, which is where I think a Black Panther, a Black Widow series should have should have done because Barton's still alive. There's a lot to go there. You know what I'm saying? There's still places to go there. And then Kate Bishop, who is his daughter, a lot of people want to see that Moon Knight is coming out. So, you know what I'm saying? New characters who have never got a chance to shine are about to take center stage for the first time in history. You know what I'm saying? So everyone's focus is on that, especially I know for the for the real OG comic book readers who love characters who are underrated, who don't get that like Moon Knight and, and She-Hulk. And you know what I'm saying? I know they're excited, you know, so I mean. that's where everyone's focus is you know we're not focusing on what happened in between civil war and infinity war when that was like three four five years ago back in 2016 everyone's not there we're focused on what's who like shang chi what's what's about to happen with shang chi what's going on with the 10 rings how is that gonna tie into the future okay like that's what that's just where everyone is right now bro speaking of shang chi how about that fucking trailer Man, let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something. I know because of how much time we've spent talking about all the negativity surrounding Warner Brothers, you've never, out of all the two hundred, all 196 episodes we've done, there's never been a time except maybe once with Infinity War and the Endgame reviews we did where you've ever heard me just talk so much about Marvel and judging from those podcasts, you would have never thought I was a Marvel fan, judging how I talk about how I talked about everything. You would have never thought. But I'm telling you what right now, bro. It's so good to be a Marvel fan right now because we just like people are just eating, bro. Like we just it, you just eating right now. If you're we a fan sitting down Marvel, at the Thanksgiving table, dude. Like for real. Like I'm about to like Shang Chi is about to be so lit, and I and and of course now that they're introducing Shang Chi, now I gotta go and read the comics because Shang Chi had a uh, Shang Chi Max. He's always been around. He just hasn't got that much exposure. Now he is. You know what I'm saying? Marvel's got characters in the bag that represent a whole bunch of different kinds of people. That's about to bring so many people out the woodworks because now oh we got our character now. You know what I'm saying? She Hulk's about to come out. Moon Knight's about to come out. Bro, it's about to be absolute pandemonium. And the thing is, is that now that they've got the Disney Plus shows incorporated and now that that can add to the phase of things and do more storytelling, your favorite character doesn't even have to have a movie. They don't even have to be. in. Of course, they, of course it would be great if they're going to be in the movies, but they don't even have to be in movies. Give them a season or two of their own show to dig deep and explore. And you can have as much of that character as you want do that they don't even have to have a movie moon knight doesn't even have to have the punisher punisher had movies of course but i'll the next best thing obviously was the tv show i'm glad that we got it because i mean bro that's just like so much to explore in just those two seasons of that that character so i'm like this is a good time it's a good time right now for what's about to come up with with marvel and like i'm hyped for it i'm hyped for it and i'm hyped to get educated as well i think and it it goes back to that conversation we had about you know once superheroes are maybe not popular as much which i don't think that day will come because the superhero genre has cemented itself as part of pop culture so they're not going away anytime soon as long as they innovate culture Uh, yeah it's taking over the culture so like I think now is a time to educate yourself. 
there's no excuse for it. Like for those people who go and casually see superhero movies, educate yourself, learn, go pick up a comic book, research, learn a little bit about the character. So you'll know so that you won't just be walking blindly in anything. I, and look, if your interest is not in superheroes, that's okay. But don't come talking about, and I'm not gatekeeping anyway, but don't just come around, oh, I love Marvel. Isn't Batman going to be? No, don't do that. Go educate yourself. Learn. If you, if, you, if you love superhero movies and superhero culture, we have access to so much. Take five minutes. Learn. Go read about a character. If you want to know who Shang-Chi is, read about him. If you don't know who Daredevil is, Go read about him. Just take five minutes. Research him. Go to read comic books online. Something. It's, we got digital comics. They, they, For Christ's sake, for every character that comes out, they give you the essentials on, on, on Instagram and everything. They say, before the movie comes out, before Black Widow, or before Avengers, or before whatever comes out, here are recommended essential comic books that you can read so you'll know everything you need to know about the character. The basics. Learn. Now is a great time to get educated about Marvel heroes and DC heroes because there are about to be a lot of them coming. So that's all. That's all. I, that's all I think. And so I'm gonna spend. I'm about to spend a lot of time educating myself, learning about Shang Chi because I knew all these characters existed. I just don't know all that much about them because my interest wasn't there. I know everything there is to know about the Punisher, about Spider Man, about you know what I'm saying. Whoever I, whoever it is you like. But now is the time to educate for the ones that that are coming up. She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Educate, learn, just go research. So we'll know. It's it's just a great time right now, bro. It's about it's so much you can eat off of. You can just eat right now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. I agree with everything you just said, minus one thing. Which is. I am one of these people. Now, people, before anyone gets mad at me for saying this, I have a stack of comic books up to my freaking chest. I I mean, I've, I send you pictures every time I buy a new one, and I buy a new comic yep. book about every other week. Every other week. <laughs> for me, I it doesn't offend me at all if people don't know something about a character. And... and now, with the analogy you said about Batman being in Marvel movies, I feel like you don't even need to read a comic book to know that. You, you shouldn't. Don't, like, you don't even need to pick up a comic book. It doesn't take hours of research to find out who Batman's made by. Yeah. Right? And I, I really push back so hard on, and I'm not accusing you of being one. For me, comic purists make me want to throw up. And they do. They do. I say that because 90% of them, they themselves have never read comic books because I see it all the time. Prime example would be with the Dark Knight trilogy. Every time I talk about it, people, there's somebody like, you're not a real Batman fan because it's not comic book accurate. I said, okay, first of all, yes, it is. If you've read The Killing Joke, you'd know that. The, yeah. the philosophy is there. Everything is there. It's the same premise as The Killing Joke. Only instead of Joker, you know, doing all he did to Barbara and Gordon, he focuses his attention on Harvey Dent, you know? Yeah. And, right. and not only that, I'm like, even if it's not comic book accurate, so what? Not all movies, not, there's not one that it, they can get close, but I promise you there's not and I one. I know there's some comic book fans like, well, so what? They're getting away from the source material. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. But I'll be honest, The Dark Knight, that interpretation of Joker is better than any interpretation I've ever read in the comic, to me. To me. I'd agree. I'd agree with that sentiment. I'd you agree know, with that. Everybody wants to throw it at the, the window. Well, Jared Leto's more comic book accurate. First of all, no the fuck he ain't. Let's uh. go ahead and get that out of the way. You show me where Joker's talking about giving reach arounds in, in the comic books, and, and then you got me. So people can miss me with that. But, you know, for me, I just look at it and say, man, just watch the movie and enjoy it. You know? Enjoy yeah. the movie. Enjoy I it. love so much seeing so many people enjoy comic book films. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. Educate yourself to some extent. But, like, me personally, I don't know a damn thing about Shang-Chi. Anything about him? Nothing. Nothing. Right. And I ain't going to research anything because I want to go see the movie and let the movie tell me who he is. Yeah. I'm going to let that. Now, if the movie comes out and everybody's like, oh, man, this is so much more different than the comics. I hate it. I'll pick up a comic book and then I'll be like, well, huh. I kind of like what they did in the in the movie better. Yeah. I mean, this has happened with me before. It happened with The Dark Knight. You know, I actually like uh, um, the version of Bane in The Dark Knight Rises more than any other version of Bane I've ever seen. Right. Any. Because Bane has always, even in Nightfall, Bane wasn't much of a talker. He was just this guy who snapped Batman in half. Yeah. I mean, Bane wasn't known for his intellect. But with The Dark Knight Rises... They kept his ferocity and his, you know, beast modeness. Yeah. But they also gave that man some crazy fucking lines. Like, yeah. like that speech he gives at the end. Gotham is yours. Do as you please. Please. Like that, that whole speech was iconic. That whole speech where he's reading Gordon's letter, thing, pretty much undoing all the events of the Dark Knight. Like, all that heroism Batman did in The Dark Knight, Bane made sure that was all for nothing. Right. I mean, Joker went after Batman's mind, but Bane went after Batman's soul. Like, right. That was crazy. But I'm getting off track here. But, I mean, wrapping it back around the Black Widow, just to kind of close this off and give final thoughts, I'm on Disney's side when it comes to the lawsuit because... Like, I, like, like you and I both said, nobody could have predicted the pandemic. And if I know Disney, if I know one thing about Disney, Disney, everything Disney does, yes, they care about fans. Yes, they want to make the fans happy. But why do you think they make the fans happy? Why do you think they want the fans to be happy? Because when the fans are happy, they do what, Eric? We give them that money. We give them money, exactly. So, for me, I believe Disney acted in the best interest of Black Widow in their mind. I, I guarantee you it does not benefit... Because think about this. What does it benefit Disney if Black Widow doesn't make all the money it can? Not a thing. That doesn't benefit Disney. That nope. hurts Disney. And also, man, Disney, I, I saw about a hundred freaking trailers for Black Widow before it came out. I did. As, as you do with all Disney projects. I mean, they just shove shit down your throat with that marketing money. They got yep. some serious marketing money. Uh, Every. I, it's insane. Every Marvel project, you can't escape it. You cannot get away from it. You will know it's coming out. Everyone gonna know about it. Oh, yeah. So, for me... I don't think for one second that Disney was trying to screw over Scarlet. Scarlet's never had a problem with Disney prior to this. Um, you know, and Brie Larson was just in a movie that made over a billion dollars. And so when it comes to this idea of Disney was trying to cheat Scarlet out of money, I mean, I don't buy it. And I don't right. buy that this film... I mean, I think this film would have been less successful in theaters, yeah. primarily because of COVID. I think that there's a lot of people, even before this spike started, I yeah. mean, there were some really big films that came out, man, like Godzilla vs. King Kong came out. Yeah. And it didn't do all that good in theaters. Now, granted... It also had, you know, same-day release, but, I mean, well, actually, that's not terrible. $463 million. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty damn good. That is. In a COVID Very year, 463 that's damn good. That's In real good. But here's the thing, though. Actors in that movie aren't getting money off the streaming service as much as Disney actors are for the simple fact of premiere access. Now, I will say this. I would be on Scarlet's side 
if she wasn't making any money off Disney Premium Access. If yeah. that was the case, if Disney told Scarlett, we're going to release it on, you know, Disney Plus, and we're going to pocket all the money for ourselves, okay, right. Scarlett's got a point. Scarlett's got a point. Right. Um, but, you know, Disney's saying, Scarlett, you know, you're getting some of this money, too. Like, we're giving you money. You're making money off of the streaming. Um. So, yeah, I don't think the movie would have done any better in theaters. I'm on Disney's side with this one. I can understand Scarlet's sentiment, and I can respect it because, you know, she's busted her ass off for this movie, and it's yeah. been delayed so many times, you know. So I can understand where she's coming from, but at the end of the day, I got to side with Disney on this one. So That's all I got to say. I feel you on that. My closing thoughts, I mirror the exact same sentiment. Um, I will say that she knows the business that she is in. She is considered to be one of the most beautiful women in the world. She is considered to be a sex symbol of Hollywood. She is one of the most gross, highest grossing actresses ever in history. She is the highest paid when it comes to female uh female actresses so and this might hurt some people's feelings but i don't care you know she's tying it all together you know and you can't don't market this as some political thing don't market this as some gender inequality thing because you know hollywood is a dirty business you know that it's always about who is going to sell the most tickets it has nothing to do with you being a woman. If that's the case, go talk to uh, Sigourney Weaver. Go talk to, you know what I'm saying, all the other female actors who have led amazing franchises over the years. Now, maybe they weren't paid as much, but their impact on the film industry, and they should be paid like it, has been tremendous. And, you know, they are being paid like it, I pray. But don't try to make it about politics and about how you're not getting paid enough. Girl, you're worth over 165 to 200 million. You know what I'm saying? You not struggling that much. You feel me? You've been in the same franchise for the past 10 years, banking millions and millions and millions. So don't, don't, don't do that. Don't go there with that because it's not going to work. Playing that political agenda card, it's not going to work. So, and and not only that, you've the legacies that she the legacy that you that she's had in the MCU has been amazing. I love Black Widow as a character. Her story sadly ended in Endgame. The Black Widow movie should have been a lot earlier. It just should have been a lot earlier. You know, somewhere around the Infinity War time and not post game when everyone's already moved on. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, hey, it is what it is. She's not going to be hurting for anything in the future as far as this lawsuit because she's one of the most in-demand actresses ever. So she's going to have hundreds of, of more movies to come and get paid millions and millions and millions beyond that. So... You know, it's I'm not buying it, and I'm with Disney on this one. Because Disney, look here, if it's one thing I am gonna say, Disney is not that studio. Disney is not Mar is is not the other company who I'm not gonna mention. You know what I'm saying? They know how to deal with people. They know business, and you know what I'm saying. They they know what it is when it comes down to keeping fans happy. And keep and working with their people and keeping them happy, you know what I'm saying. So it it, it is what it is. And so if she gets her law, and of course Disney, you know what I'm saying. It ain't nothing to Disney to to go ahead and pay her if she goes through with this lawsuit. That's nothing money to Disney. They'll pay that to her. You know what I'm saying. If that's what she wants, they'll pay that. But uh, other than that. I don't think this lawsuit is going to go anywhere. It's just the pandemic too. You, you, she knew what was going on. So, um, yeah, that's all. That, those are my closing thoughts on it, bro. Well, heck yeah, this was absolutely a good one. It was good to change the pace and talk about 
something else for once. Get all this negativity away from us. We got too much to look forward to in the coming years and and with all the great movies that are coming out. I know it's going to be a good Christmas, too. I know that for a fact. Oh, yeah, no time to die. No time. Ooh. Look, they just need to give me that movie. Put it in theaters. Put it on Netflix. Do whatever you got to do. Just give me that movie. I need that. You've been waiting too long. I've been waiting too long. That was my most anticipated movie of 2020. I didn't want to see nothing else besides that in 2020. That's the only movie I care about seeing now. So I'm almost there. Man, between this and the... the, You have really exercised patience, haven't you? I really have. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Three years for the Snyder Cut? What's a year for No Time to Die? I mean, you're at the point now, if a movie comes out that you really want to see... Uh, when it, they said it's going to come out, you're going to be sitting there like, I don't know. It's, I'm so accustomed right. to waiting. Like, you mean I could just go see it? Like I when you guys told it? me I could? Like what? Right? <laughs> like crazy. What? Like, like that. There's no delay. Like you, you're real. telling me May, but, but you don't really mean December. Yeah. No, you can see it now. Well, fucking hell. <laughs> It's about to get a lot crazier. You're telling me, wait, you're telling me that you're about to drop the Obi-Wan Kenobi show on Disney Plus and I can watch it immediately? You're telling me the Ahsoka oh, show? Man. Everything's telling me that? You're telling me I can watch that ASAP with no delay? Man, Star huh? Wars, that, that, that's a whole nother awesome discussion with what Disney's doing. Man, they balling. It's a they, good time. They, they like, they're like John Wick, bro. They can't miss. They cannot miss. They cannot miss. But this was a good one, bro. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Signing off, this is J-House Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Eric Houston, with my co-host, Evan Elliott. We will catch you guys later, man. Peace. Thank you for joining. This has been another edition of J-House Radio.